0: Welcome back, everybody. We just got off the show, Nick and I, and now we're back doing another show. We're going back to back. Um, Nick, you know what I must say? Doing a show with you, it just brings me back to the circa 2011 days when uh, we'd go in my mom's basement, eat some <laughs> eat some chicken palm wedges, and uh, and then talk to Omar Manaya I still had this. This is the same mic, too. I know. Same hair, scary.
1: You know, it's, I hope nobody finds any of those videos from back oh, then, yeah. be in trouble. Yeah, no, no, that was those have been a- acid wash. You cannot find them.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm it. doing it
1: in, in Luca's bedroom which is my new studio. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I've come a long <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> but yeah, welcome everyone to overtime with Nick and Frankie at U Stadium. Overtime will feature Nick Spano and uh, Frankie V. That's me of uh, of the UStadium.com network. Uh, we will be live every Thursday after uh, Time Out with You Stadium, which airs from 6 to 7 p.m. We'll go live around 7.30 or 8. We'll have reporters on. We'll have athletes on. I'm trying to get Bobby Wagner to come on. We will have um, uh, coaches on. So we'll go into our network, and we're going to get a lot of interviews done over the next, hopefully, two or three months. Uh, if you have any questions that you want Shown on the air, like this guy is posting right here, Mister South Park. Uh, you can go on the YouTube U Stadium, Twitch U Stadium, or on Periscope. We're live on Twitter right now, and you can post your questions, and we'll air them during the show. Um, if you want to join, a, if you want to join the show and 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 come live with us, we'll send you a link. Um, make sure you shave. I, I haven't shaved, yeah. Nick. You don't. I you got to shave, bro. We're, I'm we're clean. Kinda, yeah, I'm I'm not looking too hot these <laughs> days. I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, um, yeah, but we'll. Uh, on and you're good. Yeah, I might I might pull an Evan Roberts just do the show with like a mask. <laughs> I
1: have
0: a double mask now though. Apparently, oh,
1: yeah, so CDC
0: just came out with guidelines. You have to wear two masks. You
1: won't before. get COVID, but we can't promise that you won't stop breathing because of the two masks. So yeah, I
0: have trouble breathing anyway, so yeah. it's okay. Um, but yeah, let's dive right into it. So this show will be airing at 7.30 on Thursdays, and uh, it'll be a little bit Jets-heavy, but we're going to try to incorporate other topics around the NFL, um, and let's dive right into it. Let's see. So as has been reported all last week by us at U-Stadium, and now Adam Shafter finally got hold of this news, <laughs> even though he doesn't give us any credit for it. Um. The uh, the Jets are getting uh, uh, calls about our quarterback or our ex-quarterback. It seems like seems Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter has mentioned the Indianapolis Colts, the Washington football team, um, the Carolina Panthers, and possibly the San Francisco 49ers as some trade destinations for the uh, for the former third overall pick, Sam Darnold. Um, Nick. Nick. What is a realistic deal that you see happening? And uh, what are the Jets going to get in return? And uh, do you think this is going to happen soon?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm not surprised at the teams that Schefter mentioned, you know, basically, we all could have guessed it. I mean, it's teams that missed out on Stafford, probably aren't going to, you know, pay what the Eagles want for Carson Wentz. And then it moves on to Sam Darnold. So like you said, Washington, Carolina, Indy, San Francisco, probably the Bears will be in there. Um, but, you know, I think in terms of a Sam Darnold deal, he's a little more – obviously he doesn't have, like, <clears throat> the track record that Carson Wentz has, good and or bad. Um, doesn't have the injury issue, which is a plus, And he's not, you know, coming along with that huge contract, which, you know, Carson Wentz is. So when you look at the Eagle, or you look at what the uh, Rams traded for Stafford, the two future ones, the third and Jared Goff um, – the Eagles are trying to get something similar for once, they're probably not going to be able to. It looks like the Colts were offering two twos and and a few and a mid round pick. Um, I think the Jets, even though Schefter says he they might be able to get a late one, I think all along, you know, I was I was told that it's most likely gonna be a second and either a fourth or a fifth, or maybe a second this year and a fourth that could become a third next year based on um, hitting certain incentive marks. So I think that is what I'm, you know, obviously, as Jeff fans, we want to get as much as we can. We want that first round pick, right? To give us three, you know, give us more ammo to go to the Texans with for a potential, you know, Sean Watson trade or, you know, use those picks along with a quarterback at two to get a receiver or sublimin, an edge rusher, whatever. Um, I still think it's going to be a two and a, you know, let's call it a four uh, that could become a third. For Darnold. Um, and I think, like, you know, they're going to want to do it relatively soon. You don't want this dragging, you know, I think we're like 35 ish days into uh, until free agency. If once, even though it seemed like once this trade was going to be announced this week, I think it got really hot like early last weekend before the Super Bowl. And then everybody kind of went back to their corner and said, okay, well, the Eagles aren't taking this two twos or a two plus. You know, we don't want to give this one. The Eagles are really sitting on this, waiting for a one. I think that's where we're at right now. And then it's going to be up to either the Eagles to blink or a team to say, fine, you know, let's screw it. Let's do a one. Maybe throw in some players, um, you know, to make the, the contracts a little bit more, you know, easy to swallow. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you think
0: that if a team gets desperate enough going into the offseason, let's say you're, you're, you're Washington? Or you're Indy and you don't get Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. You obviously, let's say, don't get Deshaun Watson. You're not drafting high enough to really maybe get the quarterback yeah. you're looking for in this draft. Do you then, as as Joe Douglas, go to these teams that are like, hey, Washington, you want to roll with Alex Smith? Or, or Indy, who are you going to roll with? So, um, Jacoby, so where are you going to go yeah. and – is 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 then at that point a late first not necessarily a dream scenario like 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 our man ludavio said shout outs um but uh it's actually a realistic scenario because you have a team like indy that's in win now mode and uh they're basically a quarterback away from may- maybe making a run
1: yeah, I think that and that's like the best case scenario for Douglas, and that's probably what he's going to wait to do, right? Like he was able to get all these first rounders and other picks for Jamal Adams because he didn't react to Adams. He let the best deal come to him, and he, and he jumped on it. So, yeah, I mean, even if it is like, let's say, Washington with 19 or the Colts, I think they're at 21 or whatever they may be, um, and they offer that one. It looks like the Colts aren't in, in the business of offering a one. They haven't. They didn't for Stafford. Uh, they're not for when Yeah, I don't think they hold will. On. No, Yeah, no. they're trying to hold on to that. So maybe if it's you know Washington, I don't think Carolina is going to offer up the eight. I think they're picking seventh or eighth. I don't think that'll be in play. But let's say the Niners at twelve or Washington at nineteen, maybe they offer that pick, and the Jets send along a third or a fourth rounder with Darnold, so that they, you know, it's basically you're jumping like forty picks, you know, to get Darnold, or you're falling back forty-ish picks to get. Darnold and you're at least getting something back as well. So you're not just giving up the one. I could see that definitely happening. Um, I think just at the end of the day, it's going to be a straight up two and a fourth rounder. That's going to get it done, whether that fourth is this year or next year. So I think that's what everybody will settle on. But I mean, it could definitely happen. Like you said, if, if a team like Washington is, is, you know, they get nervous and they missed out on all these guys and it's either uh, they're sitting there at 19 and they don't love, Uh, Kyle Trask from Florida, and it's going to cost a lot more than a one to move up to get either, let's say, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. All those guys are going to be off the board by the time the uh, Washington picks at 19. So they may say, all right, we like Darnold a lot more than we like Trask. He's still 23 years old, um, still two years away from a payday. Let's do it. Let's give 19. Let's get their third round pick back. We have our quarterback and let's fill out, you know, the rest of our roster around him because we feel like we can win the NL, uh, the NL, the NFL, the NFL (laughs) East uh, with Sam Darnold and and make some noise in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. And I think a lot of
0: people, a lot of people need to realize too, I think that timing here is huge. You have the draft coming up, you have Watson who's looking to get traded, you have deadlines with, um, with franchise tags yeah yeah roster bonuses workout bonuses a bunch of money's being kicked in and thrown around soon um you don't want to you know mindlessly go into the off season without a plan i do think and i'm sure you agree the jets are going to trade sam darnold (laughs) and brent lavish just posted and guys make sure you like the stream and you subscribe to the youtube live channel so make sure you throw that thumbs up (laughs) cost you nothing yeah, my thumb looks small here. What the? Yeah. Oh my god, I don't like looking at my hand. I you got got the crooked thumb, thumb
1: or no? I know, know, that's, that's a I,
0: I can't make a fist, everyone. <laughs> that's me trying to make a fist. Yeah, oh, that's god. what happens when you fall playing football in high school and you freaking jam your finger. like the to Tory whole finger. Oh my god, please. Uh, but. um Listen, yeah, you might think Darnold sucks, but other teams don't. I mean, they're calling the Jets. I am surprised a bit at the demand for Darnold. Nick had reported on this about 10 or so days ago, but he was saying that teams were going to call the Jets looking to trade uh, for Darnold. I honestly, I believe the report, but I didn't think the the interest would really be there at this point. So um, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. If you're a Jets fan, it's a good thing that we're getting this demand for Darnold because even if we get out of this with a second-round pick, it's better than uh, a third and a fourth, which is at a point what I thought Darnold might have even gone for. So um, you're getting some value, and uh, and it's good for you know what we're trying to build moving forward.
1: Um, yeah. and even yeah, said like eight. There could be a, a scenario where there's, and I think this is a little high, but. 18 teams are going to be starting a new quarterback this year than they did in the 2020 season. So there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. You already saw a Stafford trade really early. You're seeing this Wentz movement. Then it's going to be a Darnold. Then what are the Niners going to do with Garoppolo? You know, what is uh, Oakland, uh, Vegas going to do? Are they going to keep Carr and trade Mariota to like the Patriots or something? So you're going to see like it's going to be a domino effect and it's going to happen really fast. So you just. We're kind of just waiting in flux right now for the Wentz trade. I think a lot of people thought it was going to happen early this week. I did. I thought it would have been announced like Monday or Tuesday after the Super Bowl. But it seems like the Eagles are holding out for that first round pick and they might not be getting it right now. So I think once you do see that, then the Jets can take a step back and say, all right, this is what he went for. You know, come to us. Like, let's go. Let's start this. You know, let's start the bidding for Darnold. And then, you know, once the – I was told that Darnold is most likely going to be traded. It's going to happen when the Jets finish their evaluations of the number two pick and where the quarterbacks are, whether it is Wilson or Fields or obviously the Watson situation. Um, so I don't think it's going to be something where once gets traded, let's say today, and the Jets go out tomorrow and trade Darnold. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I think it's going to happen once the Jets brass the front office and scouts. They finish their evaluation. They say, okay, we like quarterback X. Uh, we feel comfortable picking him too or obviously the once the Watson trade now we can move to Arnold and start stockpiling more picks.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think that makes total sense. We we had said that about a week ago too that they're going to have to do their diligence on that second pick because if you have a guy like Zach Wilson who a lot of fans like, I'm tend to fall more on the Landry uh on the Landry field, the <laughs> Justin field. Landry Fields, man. Oh boy. I never did that in my head on the Justin Fields bandwagon a little bit because I like that gamer. We'll talk about that later, though. Nick and I will go back and forth about Zach Wilson. He's Team Zach. I'm Team Justin. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, let's, let's just get right into Deshaun Watson. And at 8 p.m., we have our man, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, top Texans NFL reporter, will be joining OT with Nick and Frank Hay and uh he'll be coming on and uh answering our questions i'm gonna ask him a funny question at the end too so you may want to stick around
1: yeah
0: yeah i've heard a lot about the houston food scene so i gotta see if if this guy has the intel for me because i was thinking about (laughs) taking, taking a little trip down there but um nick what is the chance that the jets get deshaun watson Let's be direct on a one to a hundred percent chance, a hundred percent. He's coming
1: one percent. There is virtually no shot. What do you give it right now? I mean, I'm just going to give it a 20 percent chance just because Ah. so much has to happen. And then you have to, you know, Douglas has to give the the right, you know, package of draft picks to Houston. Then he's got to say, okay, I'm going to go play here um there'll be a ton of other teams in in the hunt if it comes down to strictly who can put the best offer on the table for the texans draft pick wise then it's way higher than 20 i think the jets move in to the driver's seat in terms of what they can offer them um everything else you know encapsulated and we'll ask john this when he joins us at eight like is there really this four to five team list that people say are the jets really on it are the dolphins on it um are the texans 100% going to trade him and when You know, because if a team goes out there and they, you know, decide to pick up a free agent quarterback and, uh, you know, when free agency starts, like, let's say, I don't know, Cam, uh, Cam, nobody's going to sign probably as a starter, but let's say um, Teddy Bridgewater is traded or, you know, uh, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, those guys land somewhere. That takes a few teams out of it. And then the Jets move up a little bit on the list or, you know, Miami makes a few moves to, you know, help two out, play more into his style and it knocks them out. Then that 20% goes up. Um, or if the Jets can't find a trade partner for Darnold and they decide to stick with him, obviously that takes them out. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I I, I was told that there's something that the Jets organization doesn't sit perfectly with Watson, and that might be a reason why they're not high. I was not able to be, you know, get into anything further, what it could possibly be. I have a few ideas of what it could be. I mean, I don't want to speculate we could do it off air and I'll tell you about it but I just don't want to you know speculate in terms of that but I do think that let's say the Jets are able to come to a deal and they offer the number two pick plus other ones and the Texans like it and they go to Watson the Texans uh, you know Texans go to him and say hey we have a deal with the Jets it's us or them go you know are you going there or not how bad do you want to how bad do you want out I think he would okay the trade and then he'd come here obviously but there's a lot of different variables that are in the way of a trade right now obviously and you're talking about like a top three quarterback in football it's so hard for a team to move on from him but if if they say all right we're not you know we're not going to do this any longer we're trading this guy then that jumps to i think the jets you know could be at 40 percent. but right now on what are we february 11th it's got to be at, it's just got to be at 20 percent. i don't want to you know, you don't want to get your hopes up and and say, hey, like, you're the Jets are rumored everywhere from every former player, blah, blah, blah. I don't buy too much into that. Um, but I think if, if they say we're going to trade him and we're talking draft compensation, I think the Jets are definitely, if not the favorite, one of the favorites.
0: You know, Nick, I was surprised by that from you. I was very, very... I was very surprised. I was as surprised way? as last time we hung out. You, you were having a, a, a chicken salad, but you had no chicken in there. So I was like, "What the hell's going on over here?" I eat ate um,
1: chicken first. Yeah. <laughs> then it just becomes a salad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you just eat a salad without anything <laughs> else in there. Um, yeah. It's even that's always a chicken salad. I mean, it's yeah. not really just a salad. Like, who just you know? Uh, but not um, about <laughs> But I, I think it's higher. I think it's higher than 20%. I think given Robert Sala, given the fact that Deshaun has connections in New York, given the fact that the Jets have the draft capital needed, um, and uh, I think it's a fresh start. I think New York's starting to get a little bit of its swag back as a city. Deshaun, if you follow him on, on Instagram, he likes big cities. He goes to Paris in the offseason. He goes to Rome. Mm-hmm. He likes that lifestyle. New York's like that when it's when it's you know post post this pandemic, Um, but uh, I just think it's higher. I think it's closer to 40%. Um, I think the Jets are the top maybe – one of the top you know two or three teams that Deshaun's going to land I don't think he's going to stay in Houston so I think cross Houston off the list a report just came out that the Patriots he doesn't want to go to the Patriots um is you know wh- where else is really an option he's going to want to go from Houston to Carolina just doesn't really seem like that makes a lot of sense to me I think the 49ers for, for him, that would be ideal. I think going yeah, to the 49ers, I if you're Deshaun, uh, I mean, you can't get a better situation th- th- than that. Talking about on and off the field. Um, so I think that's a perfect spot for him. You're going to get all the support in the world, a run game that can come out, and, and you're going to rush for 200 yards, and you don't have to worry about carrying everything on offense, which you'll have to do here with the Jets. But I think it's closer to 40%. But, um, Nick, if the Jets, let's just say we get Watson, so we, we nail him and. I'm calling it right now, February fifteenth. No, it's not going to be that early. Yes, no. yes, February. No. Re- remember this, dude. February fifteenth right. at seven. No, no, they always do these late. You ever realize these big signings always happen late, so yeah. there can't be a lot of craziness. I remember when Antonio Brown got got traded; it was like you know one a.m. I was like out at the bars, and I like yeah, Le'Veon was and, late at
1: night. Le'Veon was late this uh, something.
0: Night. Yeah, yeah, Safford was late. It's always late on like a Saturday um, or Friday. But um, yeah, John, I agree. Watson to the Niners would be would be scary. Maybe totally. the Jets
1: should trade. Make sure to get out in front of it. Trade Darnold to the Niners for a lesser package just to take them out of the Watson uh, sweepstakes. Yeah,
0: but Nick, Jets get Watson. How good will the Jets be? What's our record? We get Watson in 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 a few weeks or it'll be more like in a month but we get to sean watson what's our record how good do you think the jets would be and uh how do you think he's got the ability to come in and uh win us that chip finally bro win us that chip it's been a curse for too damn long
1: i don't think um i don't think right away i don't think you know i think it's going to take a few a year or two to build up you know the pieces around him i do think if you land a guy like Watson, you become a player in free agency more than you would be. You know, So that means an Allen Robinson is in play, or um, I don't think Godwin's shaken free from Tampa Bay, but those, those receivers are going to want to play for him. You're going to get guys on the defensive side of the ball who are going to want to play for a guy like Watson. So I think you become an instant player in free agency. If you do get Watson, obviously you'll take a little step back in the draft because obviously you're going to be trading you know, probably two or three first round picks, you know, so you won't be able to build as much through the draft, which is still the jets will have plenty of picks to do so, especially with a Darnold trade. Um, so I think like, I don't think nine and seven is crazy for next year. That's how good Deshaun Watson is. Uh, the the offensive line is going to improve in free agency for sure. I know for sure the jets will be going after Joe Tooney hard, um, Brandon Sheriff, if he shakes free from Washington, I think one of those two guys will be a jet, um, then you're going to talk about one of the receivers. If Alan Robinson, if you get Watson, I think there's a good chance that Robinson follows him here, and vice versa. If he goes, you know, if he goes to Chicago or something, and Robinson will stay there. If he goes to San Fran, he might go there. Whatever, um, you know, some one of those like NBA package deals. So I think you're talking about a quick turnaround. I don't think it's going to be something where we were two and fourteen last year. You go six and ten next year. Then you're talking like hopefully ten and six. I think you go from. A 2-14 team, you improve the offense a little bit. Salah is able to get this defense under wraps quick. I think you're talking about a wild that's card team right away.
0: Yeah, that's the key. I think with Sala coming in, that defense is going to be – It's going to so- quick. Yep. Yeah, that team's that defense is going to be stoked to play hard. And that's what defense is about. Yeah. Defense is about, as you know, playing hard. If you get guys focused, you can make a bad defense into a, a, an average or above average one. Um, and when you have Watson coming in on, uh, and playing quarterback, I mean, you're talking about, too, from the from a Jets fan perspective, maybe the best quarterback play that maybe we've ever had. Not I mean, you. yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: yeah maybe that's the ba- best. I mean, franchise probably ever had.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's you're, what type
1: of move this is, and I and I can't like I can't be, and I hate to be so dramatic. You're getting excited right, right now. now. I, I, I can see is, it. <laughs> don't, don't put the camera down, Nick. Keep this you, is <laughs> this is one of those moments, and and it happens where for someone like Joe Douglas, it's a move that not that he needs to save a job, it's a move that like cements you as a GM and cements you as a head coach because. Coaches and GMs fail five to six times a year every single year because they can't get that quarterback position right. What happened now is this is a once in a – it's not even a decade. You don't see this in a decade. It's once every you know, 25 years a chance to get a guy like a Deshaun Watson at his age for you to just give up draft picks and be able to bring him in to change your franchise to your GM. You keep your job an extra three years. Your head coach, like you're not talking about getting fired in two, three years. Like, he's there. He changes everything about your team, the culture. Players want to play for him. You know, the, the coach looks much better. J- Mike LaFleur goes and he gets a head coaching job. It'll be fine. You can bring the next coach up who coaches along, the, you know, who, who's with uh, Deshaun Watson. It changes everything about your franchise. And for the Jets, who have been looking for a quarterback, starving, trading picks, uh, drafting guys in the top five, you have a guy who's 25 years old. He's already a top three to five quarterback in the league you are in prime position because Joe Douglas maneuvered in a way that he was able to get this diva safety out of here and bring back multiple first round picks for him. You went for two and 14, got this loser coach out of here, brought in a guy that people like and want to play for. It's the perfect time to make a franchise altering move. It's going to be very disappointing. If for whatever reason, the jets don't go balls to the wall and offer whatever they can to get a guy like Watson. If they don't get him because of he doesn't want to come here or whatever, or, another team throws an outlandish deal because they have better players that they can offer in a deal. That's one thing, but to not have the jets go all in would be very disappointing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And speaking of perfect time, Mm -hmm. there is not a more perfect time to get John McClain, Houston Chronicle top NFL Texans reporter on the show. John McClain, Welcome to OT with Nick and Frankie. We've been very excited to have you on the show, and um, we're looking forward to all your insights on everything from your experience covering the Texans to um, to what's going on with the Deshaun Watson situation. So we really appreciate having you on.
2: Guys, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course, man. And, John, thank you again. Um, it's a crazy time, I'm sure, for you, obviously, with – not only Deshaun Watson, but everything going on with Jack Easterby and uh, David Culley, the new coach. We've been listening really to every kind of <laughs> outlet that you hop on, whether it's Sports Radio 610 in Texas or, um, you know, your your articles on in the Houston Chronicle covered, the, you know, covered Houston football for 45 years from the Oilers to like the expansion Texans, which is already what, it's like 20 plus years, which is crazy to think. Um, so is this like is this moment? with Deshaun Watson, the craziest kind of moment in Houston football, or is is there something that you can think of that tops this one?
2: Let me ask you guys, if you covered a team in which a player blew out his brains during the <laughs> season, if you, and that same season, a defensive coordinator threw a punch at the offensive coordinator during a game on ESPN, yeah. and another player missed a game because he wanted to be president president. For the birth of his first child, that season, the 1993 Oilers, was the subject of a football life on the NFL Network. This season, this offseason, won't be the subject of any football lives or 30 for 30. I've been going through, I've been through seasons where people were killed, people dr- drowned. Uh, this is not a life and death situation. So... And, and in this age of social media, everything's a bigger deal. Uh-huh. There's absolutely nothing going on with Sean Watson. Texas have said publicly and privately they will not trade him. He's under contract for 2025. They love the guy. Everybody here loves him. Nobody wants him to be traded. He has not said why he wants to be traded. We've not, not heard anything publicly from him other than some cryptic tweets that people, the first time I've had to, analyze lines in a rap song (laughs) uh, after 45 in my 45th year and so I've said all along that at some point Watson and his agent David Mulgetta should should meet socially distanced of course with (laughs) general manager Nick Casario coach David Cully, and uh and explain exactly why he wants out and what he's willing to do to get out because if he misses camp in preseason, if we have a preseason, I read where it costs $3.6 million, then he doesn't get paid. If he misses a regular season, his last salary is a little over $10 million, his base. Next year, it kicks $6 to $35 million. So the contract was toll. He wouldn't get it. But if he came in for, like, four games, he could get credit for the season. So that would make it scorched-earth ugly huh. like James Harden's exit out of Houston. Which in which he showed up late. He was out of shape. He looked like he should be playing for the Texans. He played carefully. <laughs> he didn't put out much effort. Then he did a Zoom call in which he ripped the team. He got traded to the Nets the next day. And I don't we could see Harden doing that after watching him for years. I do not see yes. why doing that. But my opinion, guys, is this. If if the draft comes And it's supposed to be a good draft for quarterbacks. The only team I believe that you should try to trade with is the Jets because it's the only team you can be guaranteed of getting the second-best quarterback prospect. And I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be Justin Fields because he's represented by Watson's agent. So maybe it's Zach Wilson. And a lot of people are saying Miami. If you make the deal with Miami – Nick Cesario, who's in charge of everything here on personnel, you know, the Jets, I mean, the Patriots scouted quarterbacks last year because they needed one. And if Nick Casario thought to a ton of Aloha as franchise quarterback, hey, make the deal with the Jets. Get back your third overall pick. But the problem with picks beyond that, the Jets are pretty good. They may be low picks. I'm sorry, the Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. If you go with <laughs> the Jets, you get the Jets, say, one and two this year, one and two next year. And they still got the ones they they got from the Seahawks. Yeah, for the yeah, so the Jets would not be bereft of draft choices. And that just makes so much sense to me. If they wanted to throw in Sam Darnold to start um, until the second overall pick was ready, sure. But it's got to include more than two ones and two twos. And, Darnell, it's got to hurt. This is an unprecedented situation, never in NFL history. is a quarterback coming off his best season in every statistic, who's under contract through 2025, who is a pillar of the community, been available in the trade. And it may be a moot point, but it's fun for podcasts, talk shows, sports writers, talks. Everybody loves speculating on it. John, yes. what
0: do you think the deal is gonna be? What do you think what do you think the Texans would would uh would take to to trade Deshaun? Four ones, I've been hearing is that
2: now you is can't that the- do that. You can't go, you could with the Jets, but you can't go beyond three years on a trade. And if it was a Jets, you know, they could say, okay, we want both ones this year, we want both ones next year, we want both twos, and you can ask for anything you want. And it's got to – if they trade Watson, and they're getting killed because he wants to be traded here. Fans and media have not turned on Watson. They've turned on the Texans right. for putting him in this situation. And reportedly, the Jets are on his list of teams. Reportedly, Robert Sala, who was here for six years, he wanted Robert Sala to be one of the coaches interviewed. He never met Robert. He admitted he didn't know Eric Bieniemy, but he heard good things about him. And they interviewed Beanie in a Zoom, and not interview Robert. It was Nick serios baby. He came to town, and he had his list of coaches. He had five. He interviewed seven, and he hired David Cully. Nobody else. It's uh-huh. a, it took a hell of a rest to hire David Cully. could looked like a genius, or he could get him fired in about three or four years. So, um, whatever a team gives up for Watson, it's got to be painful. And they're going to have to think, do we really want to do this? But the thing is, say the Jets had to give all that up. They don't have to worry about a quarterback for 10 to 15 years. You can get back, say, another Quentin Williams. You get back your second and first-round picks in three years. But you've got your quarterback for another 10 to 15 years. And the way guys are talking about playing into their 40s, you might have him for 20 years.
1: Yeah, I mean we hear so much, and again, this is John McLean, the legendary Houston NFL reporter for the Houston Chronicle. We we hear so much about this list, right? About Deshaun Watson, these teams he would approve a trade to or teams he prefers to go to. Have you heard whether it's through the Texans or through the Watson team, is there a really a list? And B, which teams have you heard that are on there? Would would a deal, let's say, with the Jets, let's say the Jets aren't on this list, right? He doesn't want to play for them for whatever reason. If the Jets and Texans do finally get to talk and they agree to a trade, let's three ones and a player or whatever, and they they go to Watson and say, you want out of here so bad, the Jets you don't want to play for, it's the Jets or nothing, do you think Deshaun okays a deal to the Jets?
2: Well, it would would cost more than three ones and a player. I can guarantee you that. But he has a no-trade clause. That's the key. I've seen reports that the Jets are one of the teams on his list. And right away, I'm thinking, well, why? Other than they're in the media capital of the world. And Robert Sala, I think if, say, the Jets weren't on his list, I'd do everything I could to get Robert to talk to him because Robert would impress the hell out of him because Sala re- impresses the hell out of everybody when he talks to him. His players love him. He was one of the guys at one point, he was my favorite guy to get to come back here. And they never even interviewed him. And uh, so I think that. Uh, could be that way. Could be. I think they need to be transparent. Say they asked for the Jets for something preposterous. and The Jets said no. They probably should tell people, okay, this is what we asked for. They said no. We're not going to give him away for anything right. less right. than the greatest deal in history. People keep talking about the Herschel Walker trade. When Jimmy Johnson traded Herschel Walker for a bunch of veterans, he could not disclose based on the deal that if he cut him, he got number one picks. He's talked about that. So at the time, they're like, okay, you give up your great running back, uh, a pillar of your team in the community for a bunch of guys like this. Why? And Jimmy said he was dying to tell people, and other than his staff, we cut these guys, we're getting number one picks, and that's what he did and turned out to be the greatest deal in NFL history. But this one, on paper, would have to be the greatest trade, whether it worked out or not. You know, 50% of the Number one picks in the league don't work out. They end up getting traded or signing somewhere else. So, whatever the Texans get with the Jets, they got to go in thinking, okay, only half of this is going to work out. And um, I see reports, I've had talk shows, podcasts from every city that needs a quarterback with people trying to get me to say, yeah, I think he'd go to Carolina. Yeah, I think he'd go to San Francisco. They don't want Teddy Bridgewater. They don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. They want a guy that guarantees them a quarterback. Uh-huh. And they can, maybe Tua, maybe Nick Casario loves Tua, and they get him and some others from the Dolphins. But I've been saying all along, I don't know. They say they're not going to trade him. Maybe they won't. Maybe we'll be talking about this in October before the trade deadline. The Jets and other teams still want him, and they think it's gotten so ugly that uh, they're going to deal him then, which would be ridiculous, when you could have dealt him now or before this draft and known what you are going to get. And But it just makes more sense if you're convinced you've got to make a trade and that you start with the Jets. Maybe the Jets go with Sam Darnold. But I'm just guessing that Robert Sala, Woody Johnson coming home, Joe Douglas – this would be a trade for the ages. It would He'd be the best quarterback since Joe Namath. Uh-huh. He'd steal the Giants' thunder, and he would dominate the back pages and the talk shows. <laughs> and that's why to do it, you're going to have to open up a wrist and bleed to pull that off. Uh-huh. You sound like hey, you're a real John.
1: Fan, John.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. John, we really appreciate you. We really appreciate you on the show. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. And everyone, everyone watching the stream, make sure you like the stream and you subscribe to the U Stadium Live channel. Uh, John, I wanted to ask you something now. Um, I saw you previously. And you just mentioned Sam Darnold as somebody potentially that the Texans would acquire um, with the trade uh, with the Jets. Do you think that's feasible? And is Sam Darnold someone that you think on the open market? or someone that is available for the Texans that they'd be interested in, in bringing in Sam Darnold and doing what you said, which is actually, ironically, what I said about a week ago, and people called me crazy, which happens more often than not. But um, bring in Sam Darnold and uh, and take a quarterback with the second pick and have the quarterback sit for a year. Do you see that scenario playing out? It makes it makes perfect sense to me because you up Darnold's stock, And then you have the guy behind him at two waiting for a year. What do you think about that? Do you still have no
2: idea what they're going to do, but Josh McCown is here and you guys will know this better than me. I'm told that Darnold played his best when McCown was on the roster and serving kind of a player coach. And then when McCown left, Darnold hadn't been as good. I remember Darnold's rookie year, Texans played up there in December on a Saturday and the Texans won, and Darnold played great. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember yeah. all the media, the writers talking after the game, man, that kid looked good. This is why they got him. And then for circumstances, talent, you know, talent, injuries, he hadn't been the same. I know Bill Parcells has been very high on Sam Darnold. So there's a reason he was drafted when and where he was. There's a reason he's been able to play some really good games. And it's not like you forgot how to play quarterback so the team that gets him could get something out of him. Problem is, you're only guaranteed for one season. Do you want to pick up a fifth-year option? Say you make the deal and before the draft, and then in May you got to decide to pick up that fifth-year option. Why would you do that if you took a quarterback second overall? So you know you're gonna you maybe trade him at the trade deadline to a team that had a quarterback got hurt who'd be willing to to pay him a big contract even though they could lose him. After that season, so there's a lot that goes into a Darnold decision, and I don't know what Joe Douglas thinks, but anytime there's a new coach coming in, um, and you guys know if you use a first round pick, especially a high first round pick on a quarterback, it gets everybody excited. Uh-huh. People talk it's almost unfair to the for him to be the backup because everybody's going to want him to play. And so that would create a lot of excitement if they didn't get Watson, if they took that quarterback second overall. I think if they did that, I'd trade Darnell and sign some other veteran while he was ready because he might be ready when the season starts, like Joe Burrow was.
1: Right. Yeah. So, all right. So we know where we're at in terms of Watson and his team. We think, you know, he's dug in, he wants out, he says he's never going to play here again. Texans are saying they're not trading him. What what will cause the Texans to blink in terms of saying, "Okay, you know what, we'll start listening?" Is there something that Watson in your opinion has to do or his agent David Muligetta? Like is there something Watson goes on ESPN with, I don't know, you know, host A and says something about the organization that's not it doesn't seem to be who he is? Um like you mentioned he's revered in in the city. They love him. The fans are siding with him. Is there something that Watson is going to have to do or his agency to really get the Texans to say, we can't come back from this. We have to move them for the best offer.
2: Well, first of all, uh, Watson and Mulligan have not said anything public. All we know are what sources, unnamed sources close to Watson tell ESPN and the NFL Network. They don't tell us anything. and But we know what's going on. The Texans, the only communication they've had is with David Mulligata. And Mulligata's made it clear he wants to be traded, and they've made it clear they're not trading him, and it's a moot point. And the media, of course, won't let it die because it's good for ratings and clicks, and and we're not going to let it die. So if he's not traded before the draft, and I think maybe like April 28th, then they're going to dig in. It's going to be a staring contest. And it I'm guessing would go into the regular season. And if I'm the Texans, I re-sign AJ McCarron and start him because they get their number one pick the next next year, 2022, and just go ahead and be terrible again and get as high a pick as you can. If they traded Watson, say the Jets, Jets are not gonna be good right away. They're gonna take them another year. So if they got the Jets two ones and two twos for the next two years. They could potentially have two top five picks with the, their own in the Jets. Their own could be number one. But they're not talking about that. You know, they're not saying anything. Their stance has not changed. Mm-hmm. My opinion is he's not going to be traded. This is going to go through the offseason, through training oh, camp, preseason, into regular season. Really? It's going to get really ugly. And I do expect at some point Watson to sit down with ESPN and the NFL network and usually if you want to talk your way out you have to you have to attack an owner. And uh, and so I can't knowing what a good guy Deshaun is and how he never says anything negative about anybody. It's all positive. Everything he says. The closest he ever came to say anything negative was his last Zoom with us after the season. And when he said there's some people here think they have too much power. Well, we all knew he's talking about Jack Easterby. We're talking about Romeo Cornell. And Jack Easterby has consolidated his power and got even more. The the general manager, Nick Casario, is a close friend of his from New England. And he's his right-hand man. So Easterby's tentacles are all through the organization. And uh, that's the only time Watson has ever, and even though he didn't name him, that he's ever even hinted anything negative about anyone.
1: So the Easterby and Casario relationship is a good one, obviously coming from the Patriots. So there's nothing along the lines of Casario wants to do whatever he can to keep Deshaun here, as well as David Cully, obviously, but with Easterby and Cal McNair's pocket or not pocket hand in hand with whatever's going on, there's going to be no situation where a Easterby is going to be, let's say fed up and McNair is fed up and he starts fielding calls behind Casario. There's going to be no, Absolutely know.
2: not. Okay. Ferio, as in his contract, he has final say on all personnel. He hired the head coach, Cal McNair, signed off on it, and the McNair family has never interfered. They put a lot of money in there.
1: Mm-hmm. They
2: want to know what's going on, but they never tell the general manager or coach what to do. That's the way they've operated since their first season in 2002. That served Cal McNair well when they went 11 and 5 and 10 and 6. But after that 10-6, and Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm guessing Cal McNair didn't want to do it, but he believes you hire people, you pay them good money, you let them do their job. If they don't do it well, you get rid of them. He fired Bill O'Brien after an 0-4 start. So it doesn't matter when it comes to Watson. He's not going to tell Nick Casario, trade this guy or don't trade this guy. He, He hired Casario. It's his baby. Yeah, it makes sense. So, all right, so
1: we know where we stand. Both sides are dug in. Well, Texans are saying to everybody, don't even bother calling, right? There's no no, even, well, we don't want to trade in, but what are you offering kind of calls going on. None of
2: that, because as soon as you do that, then it's out all over the country. So they're telling everybody, and nobody's calling right now. They already called. But you know, as you get up close to the draft, They're going to say, okay, we'll add this, we'll add that. And it'll be interesting then if they ever actually listen. There was a report that they called about Wentz. Give me a break. (laughs) uh, They're not interested in Carson Wentz. And so they have done – they've been incredibly consistent on this, said publicly and privately they're not trading it. Watson's been consistent. He hadn't gotten back to Nick Casario or David Culley, the new coach. And so he's being consistent that's why I call it a staring contest. That's why I think they should meet at some point, like meeting in the middle of the of the boxing ring. And if you can't work it out, go back to your corners. And uh, this is going to go on for a long time. John, what do you think it's going to
0: take for the Texans to convince Deshaun to stay in Houston?
2: I believe that if Casario and Cully and Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator, Watson loves, And Pep Hamilton, the quarterback coach, could get with him. Okay, here's our plan. Lay it out. You know, you played great last season. We've got all our receivers. We're going to keep Will Fuller. We've got our tight ends. We got all the linemen. We need one. We need to get another running back, because the running game was 31st. We're going to give you a running game. But we're going to overhaul the defense. And here's the plan. We got this much money to spend. We've got eight picks after the second round. We're going to try to add ten or eleven. We're going to work on the defense. We think a defense is a two-year project, but we think the offense and the passing game in particular is going to be great, like it was last year. Problem last year, they has played as tough a schedule as I've ever seen. Teams that beat them were fifty-seven games over five hundred. Five were in first place. They were two and eight one-score games after being eight and three in one-score games the year before, and they came. This close in the AFC South, Tennessee beat them on the last play twice, and in both games against Indianapolis, they were on the two-yard line of the Colts in the last minute and lost two fumbles. So that's how close they were to being better in the deep in the division. Besides just sweeping the Jaguars, so and that was because of Watson and the offense. Even though their running game was thirty-first, their their defense, Watts going to be gone, and whether they get a draft choice for him or they release him. He'll clear up $17.5 clear out the cap problem, give him more money to spend in the cap. And major moves are going to come from this organization. And I would just lay it all out for him. Here is our plan. Make it as comprehensive and tell him, you know, this is the plan with you. And that's why I say if he said, no, I'm just not happy here, I'm not coming back, and I know he loves Houston, uh, then they got to get together and decide, okay, What do we want to do? Do we want to force a guy to come back uh, late in the season so he can get credit for his season, or do we want to, to move on? There's another thing at play here. Union and a couple of agents run the NBA. Rich Paul, LeBron's agent, they dictate so much about where players go. The union runs baseball. The owners run football. And so I would imagine, you know, there's all this talk now Russell Wilson wants to say on personnel and that um, that there's going to be pressure on teams. Don't give in, not the pressure. Just we don't want this to be like the NBA where a few agents control where players go. And, you know, as you guys know, almost every problem you see involving a player is money. And Watson's had got 156 million extension. He cried at the news at the Zoom uh, when we interviewed him and brought his family and his Dabo Sweeney and some other coaches in there. He was happy. He was happy, other than being frustrated at losing and finishing 4-12. The last time we talked to him the day after the season, he was pumped about the next season. And then it all started going south, based on what we heard when they hired Casario without telling without telling him. When, in essence, you guys know Nick Casario very well from the Jets going against him twice a year for years. The guy, there's not another personnel director more deserving of GM job. It's like when Joe Douglas, he turned down several opportunities because he wanted the right situation, and that's what had happened with Casario. The Texans tried to get him twice and couldn't even interview him, and this time, because of the change in the rules, That you can't hold somebody back who's under contract for a promotion. That's how they finally got him. And so I thought the Casario deal was a really good one. Maybe it'll backfire and it'll be terrible. But uh, based on everything I've heard and read, people think he's going to be a good GM. So I don't think it was him per se. I think Watson, they said he was upset. He had to find out on social media. But when a player wants to be traded, and is willing to risk millions and millions. It runs a whole lot deeper mm-hmm. than having to find out who your new GM was on social media.
1: Yeah, it can't. It can't just be one thing, like you said. It can't just be the fact that he wasn't told or involved in the hiring of a GM. I know they went to search firm, right? They for the GM, and you know he wasn't. He didn't feel he was involved. It has to be deeper. It can't just be something where he wasn't the guy who didn't, didn't have his input. The when the trust issues come into play, and it seems like right—that's what the Watson rumor is—he doesn't trust the front office, or he doesn't trust the ownership.
2: He doesn't trust the owner, Cal McNair, and he doesn't trust yeah, Jack. I come back from that. You can't it's say he doesn't possible. trust the GM and the coach. Yeah. The, to me, the GM and the coach are much more much more important. Yeah. Jack used to be doesn't have anything to do with what goes on on the field. And the owner, he knows this. He gives them money, like he gave Watson. And he stays out of it. So, if you don't have, a, if you have a problem with the owner and executive VP of football ops, that's not going to affect what happens on the field, like a general manager and a head coach. But so far, he has not responded to their request to talk to him. John, last
0: question here, and then uh, we'll wrap up. And we really appreciate your time again, everyone. This is John McClain, Historic Texans. NFL reporter now for how many years, John, 30 years, this will be the 45th year. Covering oh my God. 45.
2: <laughs> long Jeez, long man. Been alive. You,
0: well, you look good, oh. man. You look young. It looks like you got a tan too. I mean, I'm coming down to Houston Thank by the way. Right? I
2: do this anytime you guys want. I appreciate awesome. it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So last question of the night, if you're running the Texans and Deshaun is out, let's just say you have to get rid of him. What is the best scenario for Houston Texans fans? What do you want in return? You'd, you'd want this, I guess, let's say the Jets pick and you draft who? Like what would you do or what's like an ideal situation for Texans fans?
2: i call Joe Douglas and I'd say, Joe, you want to solve your quarterback problem for 10 to 15 years? Of course, Joe would say yes. Well, Joe, it's going to hurt. And you've been around long enough to know you can make up draft choices, but you can't get a quarterback like this. And I would insist on uh, – I would start asking for two two ones the next two years and a couple of defensive players, starting with Quentin Williams. And I know Marcus may have to be signed to a new contract, but take a couple of defensive starters because the Texans' defense is horrible. And, and then I would draft the best quarterback, like especially for Zach Wilson from BYU, and start to rebuild. And um, and just be up to, up open about it. We did everything we possibly could to keep Deshaun, and we're convinced that he was not going to play here again. So we're got to we think what is a fair deal, but it's going to be hard for a GM to give that up uh, because, like I said earlier, it's got to be the most lopsided trade on paper we've ever seen. But you'd be getting a player that nobody's ever had a chance to get one like him at 25 years old.
0: Well, hey, man, that, that was just great insight. And um, again, we really, really appreciate you coming on. Nick has been talking about you now for the last <laughs> few weeks. Every night he texts me about you, and I'm like, Nick, like go, go to Houston and hang out with this guy, please. <laughs> like You want to talk to him so bad? He, he likes talking to you more than me, and I'm his business partner. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Yeah, guys, I
2: appreciate
0: it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stay safe.
1: You too, thanks Take John. Care,
0: Thanks so much. Hey yeah, man,
1: he, he seemed to from, so he was dug in on the fact early on when these first rumors came out, like right after the season said something along the lines of like, there's a better chance I play quarterback for the Houston Texans. And then they trade Deshaun Watson. Then as things went on, he started saying, okay, maybe the jets. And then it was, here is what the jets should offer so it seems like there's and i don't want to accuse him he's been a great you know writer for 45 it seems like he's almost acting on behalf of the organization in the terms to say not trading him don't try oh shit i didn't know watson's this dug in let's see let's negotiate publicly throw these names out there see what like the 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 you know the public thinks about an offer like this Um, see the backlash on it and in that conversation he seemed to go back and say he doesn't think they're going to trade him so I I don't know I I think what is going to have to happen is either Watson has to publicly say something or ruffle feathers or his agent has to do it look his agent David Muligeta knows how to get his guys what they want he was the agent he's the agent for Jalen Ramsey who just forced his way out of Jacksonville he knows what he's doing. This is a very meticulous uh, you know, process, I guess you could say. It's a meticulous process for him to get his client out of Houston and to wherever he goes. I don't know if, if well, John – I wanted to hear from John like there is no list or there is a list. He seemed to kind of source reports as well. So it still leads me to the fact that nobody knows what the Watson side is doing and it's just going to come to a point where Houston, there's no coming back from this. Like I was trying to tell them when there's trust issues with the ownership, you can't fire an owner. You can't move on. from Like, that, like McNair is not going anywhere. So if Watson's dug in says, I am not under any circumstance, and I am fine not playing football for this team, I'll retire. I'm good. I don't want to play for this team. I don't trust them. What do you do? And you have to do it relatively soon because like John said, and and what makes the most sense, PR wise too, is you have to give Texans fans some hope, and you have to get what you can for them now. Get the quarterback and start over. Yeah, totally.
0: I think this is something else that I got from that interview though, Nick. That needs to be said. If you look at the way that trades happen in the NBA, um, and the way that Dave Moligeta, uh did with with Ramsey, and he wants to do with Watson this is becoming a a player – it's starting to move into a um, player-centric GM model like the NBA is. The players decide where they want to play. The players decide who they want to play with. And um, it seems like there's – right now there's almost a breaking point. You can get a sense from John. It's like, crap, if Watson gets his way, then this is going to open the floodgates for all these players that want to go and play with – whomever, whatever coach, if it's Salah or what, what what you know, if, if it's Allen Robinson or whatever, you know, whomever they want to play with. So it seems like that's where the NFL is is eventually going to get you know we're gonna get there at some point as an uh as the NFL, they're gonna get there. So the problem I with I don't that, know
1: yeah. and he's right though, in a sense where the owners are not gonna want that to happen because of course you, not. Yeah, if you if you give in here And you let this happen with Watson, a quarterback. It's different than Jamal Adams, a safety, a Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey, a cornerback. You're talking about an elite quarterback at 25 years old. If he can do it, anybody can do it. Right. So if, but all, yeah, especially with his
0: deal, I mean, I know he just locked up. There's a no trade clause. I mean, it's, it's,
1: you can't, but he just got, you know, he, all it takes is an owner like Woody Johnson who doesn't give a shit what the rest of the league thinks about him. He's a weird outcast anyway for him to seize the opportunity here and say, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to, I I'm 75 years old. I got to win a Super Bowl in the next five years or else who, who the hell knows I'll be a, a vegetable. I got to seize this opportunity, get this franchise player given here are the four first round picks, three first round picks, whatever, and go and get the guy. So if you have your little like boys club with, the Jerry Joneses and the Roonies and, you know, these, you know, traditional owners who are all on board, you got owners like, you know, Steven Ross is even in that club with the dolphins. Woody Johnson is really kind of like an outcast. So this is like, it's just, it makes so much sense for the jets and John is right. Like it starts with that number two pick. You start, you hit the reset button. Most likely the quarterback is not going to be as good as Deshaun Watson. You know, he'll ever, that quarterback will ever be as good as Watson, but you buy hope and you sell the fans. Look, we tried everything we could. We got a great return. We didn't have picks this year to, to have a first or second rounder. Now we have two ones and two twos. Like You can come back from this if you're the Texans. Uh, yeah. A team like the Jets or the Bears, I know they're picking in the mid-rounds, that's an organization that needs a spark and they can't worry about what other owners are thinking about. They got to focus on, you know, worry about their team and getting out of the dumps with today, which they've been for the longest time. So
0: yeah, I will say stuff, so. just wrapping up the, the McLean interview and then we're going to go rapid fire. So make sure you like the stream and you post your questions. and we will answer your question right now, Trevor Sherman too, but, but I'll just end this with, with one last point on the John McLean interview, Houston Chronicle um reporter for 45 years and he looked good that guy man he's a <laughs> he's a sexy dude i must say i'm just just yeah yeah i like him i want to go hang out with him and, and get a get a few burgers and beers um by the way speaking of beers i'm gonna answer a beer question in the in the comments so uh yeah we'll get these questions popping but yeah i'll say this i don't think that there's gonna be a staring contest Deshaun watson knows what he wants he is a very sharp dude he is a very get what you want uh, when you want it he's an mj type of guy he's a brady type of guy you think he's going to be in this back and forth like Le'Veon bell was no. or like some of these guys no, no no he will make it happen he, he probably told himself i'm out of here and we're going to make something happen so i don't think it's going to go into the offseason i don't think i think the sean watson will get traded within the next month and it'll be maybe to the new york jets but let's get into these questions speaking of the jets as we speak about him, like sixty-five percent of the show, I think Jets maybe, maybe even more. Sherman's
1: not going to happen, Trevor. Sorry, man. I have it. I'm, I'm down good. with it though. I, give I, I, me, I, I, give I, me a I, two-year a deal. No, he's not. He's, I would love that. I, I, I would too. But he's a that's West a guy. He wants to win. Um, better chance, you know, of Witherspoon and and Williams, the 49ers corners, than than Sherman, unless for whatever surprising you know, reason that Sherman's market doesn't really come to fruition, which it will, he'll land with a team out West, which are, he's a West coast guy. Um, I don't see it happening.
0: All right. Next question. What do we got? Jets rebellion trade Sam for a one, three ones this year and next year's first. And two, if that, four, I mean, listen, a one and a 2 that's insane, you but I'm down like, it. with
1: it. I know. So am I.
0: That's insane, but I'm down. I'm down with, with the rebellion, you know, I'm let, let's do it. We, we need to, we need to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. We, we don't need to worry about anything else as Jeff fans. If we have to trade everything and Quinn and Williams, I know a lot of Jeff fans want to hold on to this guy <clears throat> like he's uh like he's rosemary beads, but you rosary beads. <laughs>
2: rosemary. I'm hungry man. I'm thinking of steak
0: yeah. and rosemary. Yeah, I'm looking at it all, man. But rosemary you. Beans. You trade Quinn and Williams if it comes down to it. Sorry. Yeah, you he's don't not,
1: look to trade him, but you don't let him He looked amazing. Off. Yeah. You don't want to get rid of the next, you know,
0: poor man's Aaron Donald, but I don't care when the quarterback's not let him there. hold
1: up the trade, yeah.
0: No, no. Um, when do you think the first domino falls A quarterback? think I think it's Carson Wentz, yeah. and I think he's going to get traded to the Bears or the Indianapolis Colts. And I think that may have been done already,
1: honestly. Yeah, I think I mean, he's kind of waiting on the last few offers, trying to get a little bit more, and then go from there. Yeah, do you guys, yeah. guys honestly think a team will give a four ones or two? No, um, absolutely not. I think he's shooting for the moon. He almost he almost admitted to it. You know, you shoot for the moon, and then you kind of go from there. You never accept any you know negotiations. Frank, business never accept the first offer. So if they say, yeah, yeah I want two ones this year, two ones next year, Quinn and Williams, and another you know say Ashton Davis, another defensive starter. You say, okay, no, we'll do the four ones. We could do that. So, no, I don't think it's going to take that. But the
0: thing about that, Nick, is if you do say no to something like that and they go and trade Deshaun to someone else For who took bet? something so, – Who knows? I mean, the, it's it's a crazy – The NFL trade market's become pretty wild as, as you're but seeing now. It never used to you be like this. Trade
1: draft picks four years in advance. So, the Jets yeah. are the team with – the ability to trade four ones in the next two years. They're the only team in football who have multiple first round picks this year and multiple next year. The Jaguars have multiple this year and the Dolphins have multiple this year, but they don't next year. And the Lions have one this year and multiple next year, but nobody has four first rounders that they can trade in the next two years like the Jets. So, so when let's say they, the Texans say, okay, no, so we're going to move on to the Dolphins. They're offering us three ones and two, you say okay we're giving you 41s and you take darnold whatever you know so there's the, the 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 ebb and flows here so it's not there's no way it's going to be 41s 22s two and two defensives that's that's outlandish it's not it's not feasible
0: all right let's go to this one john you finally figured out how to join the chat man it only took you like six shows damn dude mr progressive over here Unbelievable. you're not progressive with the tech, pal. But, um, uh, all right, how many IPAs did I drink on Super Bowl? All right, my mistake on Super Bowl, and this is my mistake many of times when I get the IPAs flowing, is I start with a double IPA. So I started with a nine point one percent IPA, then I followed with a few Corona Seltzers, then I got another nine point one percent double IPA, and then. After that, I was off to the races. I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't have. I don't have enough fingers for that, John. But um, yeah, it was uh, uh probably eight, conservatively, not IPA. It's Probably eight drinks total. It's all right. Super Bowl book comes once a year, and the Jets are never in it or close to it. So, uh, you think the Jets can re-sign May, uh, re-sign Pool, and get Thune and Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of what they're think, trying to do, but I don't know if they will. I
1: don't think they'll get Joe Tooney and Gordon and Winsley. Yeah. yeah. And I think Brian Poole is gone. I think Robert Sala will look to bring in Kawan Williams, who's a another slot corner who he'll probably just – because of familiarity with the system, I think he'll bring him in and let Brian Poole walk. But I think, May, they'll either tag or they'll find a way to bring him back. Trade, exactly, Steven. That's what I'm saying. You trade him to the Panthers and the Niners, even if you have to eat it a little bit just to get – them out of the way, but I don't I don't think they're thinking that way. Um would you be happy? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I mean similar to Mims, you know, that outside, you know, receiver, you know, go up stretch and get it, receiver, but, yeah. Um, hell yeah. But I, I don't know. I think the Lions will try and either tag him or bring him back. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Well listen, it's been a great show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh make sure a you subscribe to, to the channel. To yeah, watch, this right? was this was this was great. This was great. And uh oh we got one last one. We got to go with the paisano Scarpacci. <laughs> Hopefully you say your name right. It's Scarpacci. If they say Scarparsi, Scarpassi, you're, you're not saying it right. Scarpacci, all right? And your your name actually probably has two c's at the end. Just letting you know. Not one. They changed that when when they came over at uh, at Ellis Island over there. Um just just letting you know, Mike. Um but uh I think Sam goes for some reason. I think it goes to the Washington football team. I don't know why. Okay. I've been I've been having dreams about him, and not dreams, maybe more like just regular. More like nightmares. Th- yeah, nightmares, dreams. Well, well, if it's not a dream, it's not a nightmare. What is it? A vision. A vision. Yeah, yeah. I guess I've been having just visions of him in uh in the white and gold or whatever the heck, burgundy Washington and gold, wear. burgundy and gold. Yeah, yeah I've been having idea? uh Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Th- the only reason I say that, Mike, is I don't think that um that they're going to uh a team that's in a win now mode is are they really going to tell themselves a cult we were 11 and 5 we're gonna get sam darnold and give him the keys to everything i mean isn't that risky so i think he goes to a team that isn't necessarily uh in win now mode has a few years to figure things out darnold needs a few years to figure things out and then you bring darnold in i think that makes sense but who yeah. knows? Some and of these they're other they're in like
1: no man's land in the draft too. You know they're not at nineteen. They're not going to be able to get the top four guys. So yeah, makes sense. I, I like Washington too. That's a good call. I always saw him on the Bears too. I don't know. I just saw him in that uniform, and I don't know. It makes sense.
0: All right, guys. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll take one more. Let's do um. Let's do this, TJ Decker. Let's get him up there.
1: Someone asked in the group in the chat here, Frank, if you live in the uh, U stadium office. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: I'm always in this place.
1: He sleeps underneath. Some, show him the bed under there.
0: <laughs> you want to see it? There's somebody under there, though. I don't want to oh, show you. Oh, There's a kid in the refrigerator. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we used to do a show, Flight oh, 5, and this guy, Brian, actually Bill's in the chat, William Spano. Um, he used to do the show with us back in the day, and this guy had, like, an obsession with, like, kids in refrigerators and like vans he like used to randomly on the show just up on
1: and high socks i'm like yeah what the hell does that have to do with anything on the show but um nick yeah. how interested do you think douglas is to give up a premium number yeah i mean that's i think this is a, a total tj i think normally he wouldn't be because he loves the draft he's a scout you know you know true and true but um this is a unique situation where deshaun watson's aren't available every year or every 10 or 20 years so I think in this specific situation, I think they would do it, especially having a stockpile of picks that he'd still be able to keep a one this year, keep a one next year, and still, you know, add to the roster. So I don't think, I don't, I hope that that won't be what holds a trade like this back is the fact that the Jets won't pony up the amount of picks it would take. That would be really the only frustrating situation that there could be out of this.
0: All right, Nick. So that was show one, man. You know.
1: tonight. We've been talking yeah, yeah,
0: five thirty. Yeah, it's crazy. I might just, I might just p- pull up r- right now. Sp- spark one up, you know. The- <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we want to give a shout out. Let's throw him on. We got our Thank producer, you. producer you know. Potts. <laughs> this guy is the best effing fucking producer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I had to oh, say No, no, no. He's too good. Mm. You are the man, dude. Without Ryan Potts, Mister Potts. Nothing we would not have sh- the show that we have every week. He does timeout with you, stadium. He does OT now with Fr- Nick and Frankie. He'll be doing shows with other Eyes My uh, for me. Yeah, with other creators. So, Pots, you the man, dude. You the goat. You the real MVP always. Yes, sir. Enjoy this. Enjoy your Chipotle
1: splash. Yeah, Hopefully I got. It. There yet.
0: Yeah, I actually got a sandwich. All uh, right. The, Good Venmo, call. the Venmo goes to my bank account, and I have some money on my meal plan that I use. Oh, all
1: right. Smart. I See, like he it.
0: worked you, Nick. Yeah, he
1: did. I respect he, it. I like that. Yeah. That's the yeah. entrepreneurial, right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Know. I'm good. Tell, with him that. Getting, tell him you're getting chips and and and, and drinks and
1: stuff. And no, that's him. We'll use money for the extra money. guac. You know, I don't even like guac, but extra guac. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, <laughs> you make it twenty three ninety nine next time for the guac. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Well, that was awesome. I had fun. It was cool to, you know, I know. We get to talk about things that Brianna doesn't let us talk about on on timeout. So this was fun to kind of just go off the rails a little bit. But John okay. kept us. I can imagine what it would have happened if John wasn't here, to, you know, doing an interview. We would have completely gone off the rails. So it was fun to uh, to at least do the the OT. Is fun. I like it. Hell yeah! All right, guys. We'll listen. Next week
0: we'll uh, we'll be back on. So make sure you tune in, listen, and uh, thanks for all the support out there.
2: Yes. Ciao, ciao. Later, guys. Later.